Kingdom economics. You think, my word, what are we speaking about? Kingdom economics. I tell you what, I really enjoyed Chris's message last week. Unfortunately, we didn't record it. One of us didn't press record. But never mind, you can still watch it, on, listen to it online. Pastor Andy, we're all actually sharing this message at the moment because it's such a now word during the season that we're in, that we find ourselves in. So kingdom economics, and uh, Chris preached last week on um, tithing, the big T word. So if you have any, any, any questions about tithing, go back and listen, listen to the Portsmouth congregation. Pastor Andy preached a brilliant message there last week as well on tithing. So we're going to open this with Colossians 1.13, is our foundation scripture. And it says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. God has delivered us. He's rescued us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. You know what? We're in this world, but we're not of it. The Bible says that our citizenship is in heaven. So even though we're actually on planet Earth at this stage, our citizenship, though, I might have a British passport, but my citizenship is in heaven. And that scripture says, he has delivered us. Not he's going to, he has already. If you're in Christ, he has delivered you from that power of darkness and translated you, conveyed you into the Son, into the kingdom of the Son of his love. So even though we're in the world, we're not of it. We don't operate by the same principles as what the world, as what the world does. Although we abide by the laws of the land, but we don't have to operate according to the principles of this world. Instead, we choose faith over fear. Even during this time when there's a war in Europe, who would have thought that there would be a war in Europe? That there is mass um, starvation um, that's been, you know, been predicted because of the, the, the food crisis now, the grain crisis in the Ukraine and Russia. So despite, though, that there's a war in Europe, despite this predicted upcoming financial crisis, every time you listen to the news, my word, it just bombards you. Higher energy bills, petrol costs, soaring food costs. We choose, even though these things are real and exist, we choose God's principles and God's word over the news reports. You know, it's so important that we've, we, we are mindful of this, that the kingdom of God is within us, that we are here on this earth with the kingdom of God within us. We're not waiting for the sweet by and by. The kingdom of God doesn't come when we die. The kingdom of God is here and now in this time, in this season. If you're a child of God, the kingdom of God is within you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 onwards it says Jesus speaking he says therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat what shall we drink or what shall we wear I don't know how many of us suspicious women say well I've got nothing to wear today what should I wear today what shall we wear for after all these things the Gentiles seek the Gentiles are the unbelievers these these are the things that the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father we have a heavenly 
Father. He knows that we have need of all these things. And Jesus goes on, he says, but seek first. Seek first. Your Father knows you have need of these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things. And all these things will be added. They shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. We, are, we, we, we choose faith over fear. Yes, these things are realities, but we don't live according to the, the, the world principles of fear. We live by faith. Jesus tells us, don't worry about food. Don't worry about the petrol price. You've got to, you've got to take, you, you can't stick your head in the sand and you've got to take some steps perhaps, to, you know, make, put some measures in place now in advance. But we're not just, we're not denying the existence of these things, but we choose faith that God says that he will take care of us. He is our heavenly father. And I love that scripture. It says there in verse 32, for after, um, just go back a bit if you can, Johnny, for after all these things in verse 32, the Gentiles seek. The Gentiles seek. That word for seek, it means the Gentiles, they wish for. They crave after. They desire these things. And then in the next verse it says, but seek first. And that's a different word to the craving and the desires of the world. That word for seek means seek after, aim after, strive after God and the right way of doing things. Seek first, aim for, strive after God's way of doing things. You know, the way of the world, we saw during lockdown, during the first COVID lockdown, who stockpiled toilet paper? Don't put up your hands, okay? But you remember, people were stockpiling toilet paper. It was all over the news. There was no toilet paper available. There was a total famine in the land with, as far as stock, uh, toilet paper was concerned. But the ways of God's kingdom are not stockpiling. It's not about gimme, 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 my name's Jimmy, bless us four and no more. No, God's ways are different. The kingdom is different. Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, he says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. In other words, all the air pockets are out. You know what it's like when you're trying to force something into a container? You shake it about, you push it down, you make sure there's no air pockets, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. God's ways are so much higher than our, our ways. That's, you know, the will says, gimme, gimme, gimme. God says, give, give, give. It's so opposite to the world. And so last week, Chris shared, I thought, brilliant message on tithing, where, where he explained how we give back to God. That's what tithing is about. When we take that first 10% and we give it, it's God's, it's set apart, it's holy, it belongs to God. And that's what tithing is about. We give back to God that which belongs to him. But this week, we're going to look at a different aspect of kingdom economics. We're going to look at sowing. Sowing. Sowing and reaping, in fact. 
in Genesis 8, verse 22. Genesis 8, 22. It says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. While the earth remains. The earth is here today. The earth has remained for another day. Therefore, these principles, sea time and harvest, it, will, it shall not cease. Sea time and harvest, cold and heat. How many, how many of us know? We've got a bit of heat going on in this country at the moment. It's because the earth has remained and this heat will not cease. But he's talking here about sea time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, this principle of God, starting off in Genesis, working all the way through the Bible, will remain. It will not cease. So I'm going to ask a few questions. I'm just going to throw them out there, and you can think about them and you know, take, take, have some takeaways from this message. The first question is, why? Why should we sow? Why, why, why do we sow? Why do we take up an offering? Or why do we receive the tithes and receive offerings? Or, or perhaps you just feel, I want to sow into the, into, the, into the offering. And I believe the reason why, one of the main reasons why we sow is because we are called to conform to the image of Jesus. You know, he held nothing back. Jesus laid down his whole life. He held nothing back. And we're not called to be just admirers of Jesus, but we are called to be imitators of Jesus. You know, I remember working for a company uh, way back in, in Wales, and I remember this, this lady, she was a lovely lady that I worked with. She didn't know the Lord, but she admired Jesus. And she used to say, if Jesus could go to the cross for me, then I can do, I can, I, you know, I can go through X, Y, and Z but yet she didn't believe in her heart. She was an admirer of Jesus, but she wasn't a follower of Jesus. And so it's important that we need to be followers, imitators, be imitators of God, dear brothers and sisters. But that doesn't mean that we need to lay down our physical lives. Jesus has already paid the price. We don't need to go to the cross. He did that once and for all, but we are called to be a blessing and to imitate God. So how do we imitate God? Let, let's look at who God is. One aspect of God. God is a generous God. We sang this very first song today. For God so loved the world that he gave. It's his, his whole motive. God's motive was love because God is love. God is love. So Paul writes in 1 Timothy 6.17, he writes this. He says, command those who are rich in this present age, not to be haughty, but to trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. He gives us richly, that word richly, copiously, abundantly, gives us all things to enjoy. Everything that you have, he gives, comes from God. Everything. In fact, the Amplified says, he richly, he richly and ceaselessly provides us with everything. Ceaseless, you know, the steadfast love of the Lord never fails. His mercies are new every morning. 
He's so good. He's so generous. He gives us what we don't deserve. He never runs out of being generous. God's hands are not tied behind his back. He's not in a bad mood. He's not going to say no. Well, you know, it depends what you're asking for. If you're asking for something ridiculous, maybe a Ferrari, not this week. Sorry, you're not getting your Ferrari this week. But God, God blesses us. Romans 8.32, well-known scripture. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Ephesians 1, verses 7 and 8, it says, In him, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood. I mean, we could just stay there all day. We have redemption. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We've been delivered of sin. We have forgiveness of sins. How? Redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, which he lavished on us. Full stop. And the next says, with all wisdom and understanding. I love that. With all wisdom and understanding. God's grace, he's lavished on us. He's, there's an overflowing abundance of God's grace. You know, just preparing this, I got so encouraged just seeing how good God is, how abundant. There's no short supply in God. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift, every beneficial, every advantageous gift comes down from God. Every advantageous, beneficial, good gift. God is generous. God is generous. And we too need to be imitators of God. You know, maybe whether it's our time, our talent, our treasure, we can be imitators of God. Let us be generous people. It's one of our values in family church. We are, we are, on your t-shirt, thank Amy, Amy's wearing a t-shirt, we are family, but one of our values, we are a generous people. So why should we sow? Part two, we sow because God is generous and we're going to imitate God. Second point, our motive has to be one of love. We give because God loves us and because we love him. There's a scripture in 1 John 3, 17, little, little John at the back of the Bible, and it says, whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? How can you shut up your heart when you see a brother in need? It just doesn't work like that. But we need to check our agenda. We've got to make sure that our motive is to be a blessing and not a benefactor. We are not called to be benefactors, okay? God will use you to be a blessing to someone else, but we are not called to be someone else's benefactor. There's a, there's a, there's a big difference between the two. I believe that being someone's benefactor meets a personal need in that person. There's, you have, a, not you, the people that aren't here, that person who's a benefactor has, has a need to be needed. And so that's not, and the Bible says that person has their reward. 
We, we're here to please God. We're here to worship God. We're here to be a blessing, not a benefactor. Matthew 6, verse 1 says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. But he goes on in verse 3, he says, But when you give, not if, when. I love it. Jesus just, you know, he throws these little words out and he says, it's not, like, it's not a question like if you give, it's when you give. And in fact, Matthew 6, he says, it's when you, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. And not just only in February, okay, or January, when we have breakthrough prayer and a bit of fasting. But when you do these things, he says, but when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And the New King James says, openly. God will reward you openly. So we give because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. We can't help it. It's who we are. But we've just got to make sure that our agenda is right and that we are always pointing people to Jesus. Just keep, just keep that motive right. So when should we sow? When should we sow? Thank you, Chris. God bless you. <laughs> he responded. <laughs> you read my notes. No, but always, always be ready in season and out. Look for opportunities. Look for opportunities to sow, to be a blessing, isn't it? And the, but the point is not to be need conscious, the Bible says the poor you will have with you always. We're not to be need conscious, be seed conscious. We're talking here about sowing, sowing seed. We need to be seed conscious, not need conscious. You know what, there are thousands of charities out there. There's the pet rabbit rescue, the cat and rabbit rescue. There's the donkey sanctuary, and I like cats, and I like donkeys, but you know, I'm not going to support them. I'm not going to sow seed, maybe unless God lays it on my heart, but I'm just not. That's not good soil, as far as I'm concerned. But there are other charities, even non-Christian charities, that do good work. I'm not knocking every charity, but there's, you know, there's the British Heart Foundation, there's Cancer Research, there's the Red Cross, where they, there's all these places that offer humanitarian aid. So they do good, they do good, good work. But wherever you sow, wherever you sow, make sure that you're sowing into the right soil. Make sure you're sowing into the right soil. We cannot meet every single need. It's not possible. Make sure you're sowing into the right soil. And I can think of numerous Christian charities where we know the finances are reaching the people that they say they're going to. Number one is through Family Church has to be Stella's Voice. The amazing work that we're doing in Moldova and the Ukraine is providing um, home and uh, support for, for, fam for Ukrainian refugees and Moldovans. So, so Stella's Voice is one of them. Um, something that Chris and I support, and I'm not saying this so that I'm broadcasting it, but it's just by way of an example, is a, a charity called Compassion. 
And um, for a number of years now, we've been supporting a little girl in the Philippines. Her name is Dada. And um, we, we, we just pay it by direct debit. And, um, but we, know, we get letters from Dada, from this little Filipino girl, and um, we support her. And through, for the, I don't know, six years we've been doing it, that we, we learned about her through a Christian organization through, called Compassion. We recently, on Global Sunday, we saw a number of our missionaries that we, are, that we send out into different parts of the world. We saw them in Brazil, and Philippines, and Angola, and Zambia, and all over the world. We've got missionaries that are going out. Maybe you want to sow financial seed into one of them. This is over and above the tithe, okay? The tithe, I just want to emphasize, the tithe belongs to the local storehouse. Bring your tithe, Malachi 3, bring your tithe to the storehouse. We're talking here about sowing. So sowing is over and above tithing, okay? But let's be a generous people, like our Father God, like our Father God, always looking for opportunities to sow. I was thinking about this in preparation. In, in 1 Corinthians 3, the, the Apostle Paul says, one sows, another waters, but God gives the increase. And I was just thinking about that, you know, we've got to be led by the Holy Spirit in this type of thing. We cannot just be scattering seed all over the place and hoping, like a shotgun mentality, hoping it's going to hit the right soil. No, one sows, another waters, but God gives the increase. Make sure you're sowing into the right soil. It's very important. And make sure that you are responding to the unction of the Holy Spirit. Um, I just, it, it just struck me. What if God has said to you to sow into, uh, into a certain soil and you ignore that? You know what? That person, somebody's had a seed sown into, that, into their lives. And if we don't respond, maybe we're the ones that are going to be watering. And if we don't respond, all we're doing is delaying that person's breakthrough. Let's be, let's be mindful. I'm not saying we don't walk around like space cadets. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, where do you want me to sow? No, but just, be, just make sure that God's, if God's speaking to you, respond. Just obey. Johnny made me a little um, thing. He, he's absolutely brilliant. He, on his homemade computer, he crea- oh, I should have brought it in. It says, trust and obey. He created it out of a printer. Uh, what's it, a 3D printer? It says, trust and obey. And that's what it's about. Trust and obey. If God's prompting you, sow that seed, then sow it. Don't question. God gives the increase, okay? Let's not, let's not rob ourselves and others if by not obeying God. So, when to sow? Always. Be ready in season and out. Even in a famine. Even in a famine. Ecclesiastes 11 says, He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. Remember our foundation scripture was, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will remain. They will continue. This principle of God's will continue. But we don't observe, if we're observing the wind, if we're looking at the outward circumstances, then we we will not reap. We won't reap. 
If we're not sowing, we're not going to reap. That's just the principle. That's the way it works. But let's be willing to sow in season and out of season. Genesis 26, we read the account that there's a famine in the land. And in verse 12, Genesis 26, 12, it says, Isaac sowed in the land in that famine and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. He reaped a hundredfold in the same year while that land was having a famine. And I love the next few words. It says, and the Lord blessed him. And the Lord blessed him. So Isaac didn't only just reap a harvest of a hundredfold, but he was also blessed. So just because people have money, it doesn't mean that they are blessed. It doesn't, it's a different thing. <coughs> sorry, oh, sorry, don't know how to cough when you've got a microphone. But Proverbs 10, verse 22 says that the blessing of the Lord makes rich. Not money. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Not money. Money doesn't make us rich. It's the blessing of the Lord. You know what? You can see all these actors, and I've got nothing against them, these wealthy businessmen and um, sports people, sports personalities. They might be rich in wealth, but a lot of times they are not blessed. They don't have the favor of God on their lives. I'd rather have the goodness and the mercy and the favor and the kindness of God on my life. So, what to sow? What should we be sowing? So we're going to look at it first of all from a financial point of view. 2 Corinthians 9, <clears throat> we shared this last week. We, we will frequently use this scripture during, during the receiving of tithes and offerings. But 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 9 says, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised. This is Paul talking to the church in Corinth, and he says, prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised. So in other words, it sounds like they had pledged some money. They probably filled in a little pledge card. And it says that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully <coughs> sorry, will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves that cheerful giver, that hilarious giver. So the context here in 2 Corinthians 9 is money. Paul was writing to the church in Corinth and encouraging them to sow financial seed to the church in Jerusalem because they were experiencing lack. They were suffering lack. And so he says to the church, prepare your generous, your generous um, gift beforehand, which you previously promised. So I think the church had pledged some support and Paul reminds them, prepare it and fulfill your promise. And he says, give as you've purposed in your hearts. In other words, be intentional. Be intentional in your giving. Prepare beforehand 
and purpose in your heart. This is talking about sowing. So let's be a prepared people. Be prepared to be a blessing to others. That's what we do here on a movie night. We are a blessing to the community. We prepare in advance. We make sure the hot dogs, the hot dog rolls, the cool drinks, the chocolates, the the popcorn, whatever else goes on, the movie, everything is set up. We prepare it in advance to be a blessing to our community. And the important thing to remember, though, is that, so we're putting on these movie nights, and I believe that um, many people are very aware of us now, which is good, which is a good thing. But between the seed and the harvest, there's this thing called time. So we're not going to grow weary. When we talk about the movie nights, we're talking about it long term. In September, it'll be a year that we've been doing the movie nights. A year. I just want to say thank you to all those, including a little family at the back there as well, that have come as a result of the movie night. They're a blessing. They come here every movie night, making hot dogs and with a good attitude, shouting at some of the people occasionally. <laughs> but really fantastic. But, you know, that's a little mini harvest that we see there, the Finn family. But we're going to see more. But we're in it for the long term. We're not here as a flash in the pan. We're going to continue. But he goes on and he says um, that we don't, go, uh, we don't give under compulsion. You know, um, in fact, I think Chris shared it in the offering this morning. It's not like we're having our arms twisted and you're being manipulated. It's not like every Sunday we play this movie of a really sad scene and make you feel terrible and guilty for everything that you have in your life. It's not, that's not what it's about. But we're going to have generous hearts and open hands and open hearts and let's be a blessing, man. That's what it's all about. That's the bottom line of this message. Let us be a blessing to whoever God lays on our hearts because he, and he, there's a promise that comes with this that he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. We're not giving to get, but God can't help himself. He is a generous God. And as we keep sowing, as we keep being a blessing, he just keeps pouring into us. He keeps pouring into us. <clears throat> I remember when I first got saved, I was a mess. I know I've still got a long way to go, but I was a real mess. I was a real mess. And um, all I knew was, I just want to hear, the, I just want to learn the word. I just need the word. I just knew, oh, I need this. I need this. And I used to listen to tapes, because that was all that was available, just before YouTube. And um, I just used to listen to t preaching tapes, and I'd go on every course that was available. And the minute I heard it, I'd go and teach other people. That's just the way I did I just... I had to receive it. I had to receive the word. And as I did, I just gave away, gave away, gave away, gave away, whoever would listen. And, um, and one day I, I just had a wake-up call. I thought, I've still got all my problems. Nothing's changed. I'm still a single mother raising my daughter on my own. I, I, still, I still have all these issues, but I've changed. God did something in me during those years, and he continues to this day. Let's be a blessing. Let's have that open heart. Let's have that open, open hand policy, if there is such a thing. Let's be a blessing to others. I love 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. He says, God is able 
God is able. That means God is powerful to accomplish. God is powerful to accomplish, to make all grace abound to you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Man, I'm encouraging myself greatly here. How many alls are there in that scripture? God is able, he is powerful to accomplish, to make all grace abound. What's his, his grace is his goodness, his, his mercy, his kindness, whatever you have need of, he's able to make it abound. Not just a trickle, not just a little um, eye drop load, abound, abound, to make all grace, all, so you have all sufficiency in all things. There's no lack. There's no lack. Whatever you have need of. Sometimes you don't need money back. You know, some people, at times we don't need money back. We don't sow to get, but there is a principle in place, and sometimes we might have a different kind of need, and that's what happened in my life. I had a need. I had emotional, I had real needs. I needed a lot of help. But God brought it about in such a way he restored my soul in the process. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know such things existed. But he restored my soul. So maybe you've got a, a marriage situation that needs, <clears throat> which needs restoring. You might have need of physical healing. You might have need of a lost one to be saved. Whatever it is, God is able to meet that need. And he knows what you have need of. He has, he'll give you all sufficiency in all things. So we don't give to get, we give out of love. We give out of love. And we give when we are led by the Holy Spirit. Very important aspect. So, we've looked at sowing financially, and I'm coming into land now. But we're going to look at, so 2 Corinthians 9 was about sowing financially. We're going to look at Galatians 6, verses 7 to 9. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. That means don't throw your nose up at God believing this doesn't work. I'm telling you, it works. Okay, and this is the Apostle Paul. He says, don't be deceived. Don't stick your nose up to God. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. Ugh, disgusting. But he, sorry, but he who sows to the Spirit, capital S, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. He says, whatever you sow, that you will reap. So if you've got a, an area of need in your life, you wake up in the morning and think, oh, I feel depressed, or I'm feeling lonely, sow seed. So how do I sow seed if I'm feeling lonely? Show yourself friendly. Show yourself, he who shows himself friendly will make friends. 
If you want friends, you've got to show yourself to be friendly. If you need, if you need kindness, God doesn't just sprinkle kindness dust and like stuff over us. It doesn't work like that. God's principles exist from Genesis all the way to Revelation into this life that we, that we live on a daily basis. You want kindness? Sow it. You want joy? Sow it. You, never, you don't know what other people are going through. You know, sow some joy. You know, we're not walking around sucking lemons all week. Come on. Sow some joy. If you need love, sow love. Sow seeds of love. You want blessing, sow it. You want favor, sow it. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. And then I just want to finish off. I know my time is up, but the biggest seeds that we can sow are with our mouths. The biggest seeds. Every word we speak is a seed. Every word we speak. The, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Whatever you're speaking about, whether you're speaking about the government, whether you're speaking about your spouse, whether you're speaking about your teachers, your, your, your husband, your wife, your children, your pastor, whatever. What, no, that doesn't happen. Whatever power of life and death is in the tongue. Be careful of the words you speak because whatever you sow, you shall reap. You, you, if you're sowing slander, you're going to reap slander. You're not going to reap blessing. So we've got to choose words to speak life, speak blessing. Okay, be seed conscious. Give, and it will be given to you. Whatever you give will be given to you. So how much blessing do you want in your life? You choose. The choice is yours. You determine your blessing. The principles of God exist, but we have to activate them. It's up to us. And finally, different seeds take different periods of time. As long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest. The time between the seed planted and the harvest is the time aspect. We're not going to grow weary. Ecclesiastes 11 says, cast your bread upon the waters for you will find it after many days. There is sometimes a delay. Sometimes a seed can be sown and you'll get an instant response. Husbands, if you say to your wife, are you putting on weight, you will get an immediate response, okay? But, you know, so be careful with the seed you sow, especially when it comes to your, to your spouse. But a seed can take, <clears throat> can be instant, <clears throat> sorry, it can take an hour, a week, a day, a month, a year, but whatever we're going to do, we're just going to keep sowing. We're just going to keep sowing seed, time, and harvest. Don't grow weary. Don't give up. Do not faint. Don't lose heart. Amen.